How to Survive and Thrive After the Collapse of a Business Partnership. A conversation with business coach David Branderhorst on episode number 139 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Yeah, I think for 2020, I had four words that were put really firmly on my heart. Um, And I feel like those were the words that God wanted to have front and center for me throughout this entire time. And those words, I am your source. Hi, this is Dr. Rebecca Louisa Smith, the author of Born to Do It, where I help you tap into your soul purpose and become a leader in a business niche using powerful spiritual techniques. Dr. Brad Miller has a powerful podcast for Beyond Adversity, which will help you to overcome adversity to achieve peace of mind. Hello, good people. Welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. This is the podcast where we seek to help you to deal with and to face and to navigate challenges in your life, adverse conditions like a death in the family, perhaps a disease, perhaps it's a a business reversal or debt, or maybe it's a divorce or some relationship issue. All these things, I believe, can be navigated, but we have to choose to do so. Such is the case today with our guest, David Branderhorst. He had a myriad, a series of challenging situations that came at him rapid fire, which were great adversities to face. His mother had a terrible uh, health issue, which led to her death. His wife lost her job in the midst of the COVID crisis. He had to raise his twin children and also deal with challenges in the household. But most of all, he had to survive and thrive after a business relationship collapsed, which impacted his very livelihood. His name is David Branderhorst. He's a business coach, and he has navigated all those things and has an opportunity to teach us and speak into our life about how this was a gut check time for him. It also led him to a time of tremendous growth and a time to make a choice to see how God could use him, not how he could... uh, just pitch it and give up. There's going to be great lessons to learn here today from David Branderhorst. At drbradmiller.com, our website, we have lots of great episodes with lots of great guests who can speak into your life. Some advice to help you to navigate adversity in your life. That's what we're here to do. At drbradmiller.com, we also have a free gift for you. Right now, it's my privilege for us to talk to David Branderhorst, a business coach, who has to talks about how you and your life can become the person that God created you to be and design and launch and grow your business. He blogs at davidbranderhorse.com. You're going to love this conversation. So let's talk to David Branderhorse right now on Beyond Adversity. We like to talk with great leaders and great folks who have forged their own pathway through adverse conditions in their life, and they can teach others how to do the same, such is the case with our guest today, David Branderhorst from davidbranderhorst.com. He is an online business coach, 
a marketing specialist, and he helps people just like you to design, grow, and launch whatever ideas you have into successful businesses, all with the purpose and the intent so you can experience life in ways only others dream of and have an impact that you were created by God to have. David, welcome to Beyond Adversity. Thank you. I'm glad I could be here. It's awesome. It is awesome to uh, have you here with us to serve our audience. And I know that you have some great resources that I've been able to avail myself to and some great teaching and leadership. But uh, one of the things you talk about a lot in your teaching is growth and so on. And that's a great thing. But I have imagined in your life that as you help people pivot in their business and their ideas, you've had your own pivot points and transitions points. So I'd like, if you don't mind, just share with a little bit about your story and maybe any uh, major transition that you had to do to kind of set you in the pathway of what you're doing now. Yeah, well, I uh, I think it's kind of funny. I grew up, actually, I was grew up on a farm in Iowa. And I had grew up in a very, you know, rural community, grew up all that. And to think that I'm now doing all these online business things that are all very technical and all very technology related is kind of, I, I, I laugh and I say, well, if I can figure it out, you should be able to figure it out because this was certainly not something that I was born into. It was not something that I had just given to me. It was something that I kind of had an aptitude for and I, and I just really went and pursued it. So after, you know, I went to college and did all that. And then I, you know, for a number of years worked in the banking field where I learned a whole lot about business and all those types of things. And uh, then after that, you know, my wife and I started having children and we had multiple children, like three under three at one point, because we had a daughter. Then we had two and a half years later, we had twin boys, which was a great blessing, but it was wow. also like, wow, God, you had to send them that fast, did you? That, that, get, that gets your attention right away, doesn't it? Uh, yes, it does. I was like, oh, goodness gracious. Now we have three little children running around the house and our whole world just got flipped upside down. And so what I really decided at that point was I wanted to like stop working in the world of banking because it just, it, it was just too much. I couldn't do it all. And the bank I was working for was having a lot of problems anyway. And so I actually became a stay-at-home dad for a while and God used that period of my life as a huge transformational time. I know it may not seem that way up front, but when you are a stay-at-home dad to three young children, you get tried and tested in, in ways that you never thought possible. And, you're, and you learn patience and you learn what it means to love and you learn what it means to, to give, you know, give grace and mercy when otherwise you may not have done so with your children and to learn how to care for them. And, and, and so I learned a lot through that. And then later on, I met another individual and we started a, a business together and uh, we grew it and we had a lot of great success with it. And we had a lot of things that were going on um, and the journey was going great. And we did a lot of great things. We're really making a difference in a lot of people's lives. And then like the last year or so, things kind of took a hard left turn. Um, the person I was working with um, basically betrayed me and, and kind of turned on me. And uh, the partnership that we had was dissolved and the business relationship ended. And um, so now I've had to reboot and we were building an entirely new business over the last several months. And we have a lot of really great, amazing things coming down the pike and a lot of progress and a lot of really good things. And God has been incredibly faithful throughout that entire process to, to pull 
myself through, to pull my family through, and to always provide for us throughout this entire journey. Um, it, it has really been a story of of learning to trust him and learning to know that he's the one that's guiding us and he's the one that's leading us even when there is lots and lots of adversity as as 2020 definitely was i mean i i know there's lots of people out there that have all sorts of their own versions of 2020 story um you know my mine is is that you know my my business partner relationship ended in a in a very bad way and then the my two weeks after that, my wife lost her job because COVID was running through lots of businesses and lots of people were getting laid off. And then my mother's health failed dramatically and we lost her then last year as, as part of the whole COVID process and, and due to a heart condition. And then, you know, you, and then all the normal COVID stuff that all of us were fighting through having kids that were supposed to be in school, but now are in school from their bedroom and are taking college from, from their bedroom because that's how their classes are now being taught. And so it, it was a year of a lot of adjustments, a lot of peaks and valleys, but it was also a time of tremendous growth. And that was one of the things that I had to learn was that those times may not be the moments that you choose, but those are the moments that God shapes you and forms you into the person he wants you to be. Well, absolutely, David. Uh, adversity is, uh, no one's immune from adverse conditions. They happen to all of us and they never happen on a plan or a schedule that we think, okay, I'm going to slot out this year. You know, none of, none of us uh, in, the, in the January 1 of 2020 said, hey, 2020 is going to be the year when it, of everything's going to fall apart, you know, and everything's right. going to happen. No one made that plan. I mean, we all have these things and you have mentioned several things that I talk about in my teaching that are almost everybody deals with. It's uh, disease and depression and death in the family and uh, uh, business uh, reversals, things like, like that do happen to everybody. But the process here is how do you face it? How do you deal with it? Or do you get stuck? And a lot of people uh, do get stuck. And I want to hear from you. You have obviously faced some dramatic uh, adversities in your 2020 and, and other times in your life. And I'd like for you to speak to what have you been doing then about that? You know, you this has been a tough year. What have you been doing to attack that? What have you been doing to take bold action recently? And what kind of things do you advocate and teach to your students? What are some of the actions you can take when this kind of adversity does hit? Yeah, I know that this, um, I think when those types of things happen, especially when they happen like rapid fire. So like, it's like this happens and then two weeks later that happens. And then there's more things that just kind of keep, and, and there were other smaller things. Like we were having the, the month of February last year, it was like, everything was just going backwards. It, it was, and I, you know, like there are all sorts of things happening with the house, we, you know, we, and so on and so forth that where everything seemed to be breaking all at the same time. And, and so we're yeah. staring at it going, what in the world is going on here? It's just like all of a sudden everything went south really, really fast. And one of the things that I really realized is that first and foremost, you have to believe. You have to sit here and believe that, do I still believe in what God called me to do? 
Do I still believe that that calling holds? Do I still believe that what I've been, what I've been asked to do is still there? Do I still believe that God still has that plan for my life? Do I still believe that that's the direction that he wants me to be moving in? That the things that he wants me to do, even though all of a sudden right now, everything seems to be going the exact opposite direction. Everything went and, and got slammed in reverse. So the very first thing is, do I believe? And because I see, especially over this last year, I've seen lots of people stop believing. Mm. I've seen lots of people look at what's going on and just say, I just don't believe anymore. I'm just, I'm worn out. I'm weary. I'm tired. I just, I don't care. I'm done. I'm walking away. I'm giving up. I'm giving up on this dream that I believe that God has given me for my life. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to keep going. So the first thing you have to understand, it's a gut check. It's a check of your heart. Do you believe that what God spoke to you for your life and said, this is my plan for you. This is the thing that I want you to do. This is the thing I want you to achieve. Do you believe that still holds? If so, do you still believe God is God? If so, then you need to keep going and you need to persist. You need to keep taking steps forward. You need to seek God's guidance. You need to look for him and say, okay, I am not where I thought I was going to be. I thought that I would be over here. And instead I am on a completely different path and everything just got turned upside down. I I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do next. And what I found was that there were continuous little next steps laid in front of me. I kept seeing like, okay, you're not going to see the full picture, but here's the next opportunity that's in front of you right now. Take it, run with it, work it, build it, do it. And now here's the next step. Take it, run with it, build it, do it. So it's, oh, you, again, you believe it and you have to hold to it because your belief is like that foundation on which you stand. It's the faith on which you put your feet on every morning when you get out of bed and you stand up and you go, okay, I believe that, yes, I'm going to keep moving in that direction. I'm going to keep doing those things. And then you persist because the one thing that I know Uh, People who are successful in doing the things that they're supposed to be doing versus the people who are not, I don't believe it's about talent. I don't believe it's about connections. I don't believe it's about luck. I believe it's about persistence. I believe that it is about staying the course, even when, you know, things are not going your way, even when things are not moving in the right direction, you stay on that course. You keep taking action because, you know, the Bible tells us that God will bless us a hundredfold for even the smallest things that we do for his kingdom. Well, but here's the other side of that coin is if you do nothing, God is still blessing you a hundredfold, but a hundred times zero is zero. Awesome. Awesome. We, awesome we have, yeah, we have to take action. We have to be moving in a I, direction where we're doing I, it. I hear you. What I'm reflecting with you here now, David, for a second, is I hear you talking about a calling and that a commitment to your calling and a commitment to carry on and f- follow through and continuous action and continuous course correction, as it were, and how that's a part of the process. Even when things go south, when things go bad, you got to keep keep moving. And that's uh, so important. I, I'm thinking about how uh, the call, uh, I'm thinking of Moses and the burning bush for some, some reason. And there's a part of what I think about is the Exodus and going through the wilderness experience and how after the burning bush, 
it was still 40 years of the wilderness <laughs> before yes. you get to the promised land. So in other words, it's, it's not over with once you make a decision, once you make the calling and claim the belief, you got to start there, but you got to keep, keep going. And that, that, that is awesome. And so, but I'm hearing you say clearly that don't be timid, take action. I, I love the way you said it a second ago, but take it, run with it, go with it. And it indicates uh, don't, don't, don't stop. But let's go a little deeper in this whole deal about calling, uh, David. You, you mentioned about, you know, we all have situations when we have adversity hit us. You mentioned how some people get stuck or they give up. And certainly the case during the COVID crisis and political stuff and racial stuff and economic upheaval and all kinds of stuff, death in the family like you've had. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I've certainly faced it. I just... Just a couple of days ago was the anniversary of my own father's death from a few years ago, and it hit, it hit me harder than I thought it would. Uh, what kind, we need a resource to do this. What I'm trying to say is we need to draw upon a power. I believe in these. We need, we need to draw upon a power greater than ourselves. What are some ways that you think that you have drawn on a power greater than yourselves, be it spiritual, be it religious, be it meditation, something else, or, or things you can advocate people? What are some processes, some things people can do to draw on a power greater than themselves? Yeah, I think for 2020, I had four words that were put really firmly on my heart. Um, and I feel like those were the words that God wanted to have front and center for me throughout this entire time. And those words, I am your source. And that when you when we look at our lives, when we when we look at the things that we're going through, we we think about, you know, oh, my job is my source of my income. My my family is the source of my community. My, you know, whatever, my church is the source of where I have my fellowship. Ultimately, all those things can be stripped away. Because for me in 2020, a lot of them were a lot of them were ripped right out from underneath my feet, and I didn't know what was going to happen. And the message that God gave to me deeply and clearly was, "I'm your source. If I choose to close off one channel and open a new channel to you, I will do so. That's my calling. That's my call. That's my decision. That's my choice. If, you know, all of your income is coming from over here and now all of a sudden you're looking at, well, how am I going to make this work if the income stream just dried up because we're both losing jobs and and businesses and things like that? How is this all of a sudden going to work? And you're sitting there scratching your head going, how are we going to make this happen? God's like, if I, if that channel is closed, I can open another channel because the source of your income isn't your business. The source of your income isn't your job. The source of your income is me. Mm-hmm. And so, I so your support system, let me interject just, just a second here, but I want you to continue the thought. So your support system, you may perceive your support system as being your job, your structure, your company, your church, and things like that. But your true structure, your true foundation is something greater than that. It's, it's, I am your source, as you, as you say. So keep yes. going with that thought there. But I just want to pre- reflect with you. Is that accurate from, am I reflecting with you accurately what you're saying to me? Yes, I think you are. I absolutely do. Because look, there are times when you're, you know, you, you lose your income and you're like, well, how in the world is this ever going to happen? I've been at this job for many, many years, or I've been in this business for so many years. How in the world am I going to, where am I going to go from here? Well, if you think that the business or your job was the source of your income, well, then yes, that's incredibly discouraging. That's incredibly disheartening because you put the source on an earthly thing. 
you put the source on the actual vehicle rather than what was behind it and the and the and the god that was standing behind it and when you realize that god is the creator of all things god is the ruler of all things if he chooses to open up an entirely new stream for you where that will provide the income that you need to take care of your family if you're in a church and suddenly for whatever reason you're it something happens or something goes wrong and you are no longer a part of that church or you move to a different town and you lose all the fellowship that you had with the church that you were really close with well now what are you going to do well god's going to tell you hey i'm your source i will open up a new area of fellowship for you i will open up a new stream that will that will feed you that will fill this part of your life that you need i will provide it i'm the one that's the source don't get hung up on the means don't get hung up on the way it's being delivered focus on me and keep your eyes on me because i'm the one who provides it all and I can create new ways of providing relationship. I can create new ways of providing income. I can create new ways of providing fulfillment in your life and meaning. I will give those to you, but it comes from me. It doesn't come from that vehicle. It comes from a source, which is uh, a resource, which uh, will never run out, which will never uh, let you down, which will never uh, be corrupted. Uh, or as we've seen in this year of 2020, will not be impacted by circumstances like, a, you know, a pandemic or economic collapse or political stuff, all that kind of stuff. It's a source greater. You know, I think one of the things, like the ways I like to look at it, it's a source of power that is greater than self. And that that is awesome. Well, you mentioned, David, about how, you know, you've had some uh, challenges, family life, business life, other things of this nature. Now, and there have been, you know, uh, relationships that have been uh, problematic. Let's talk about relationships, though, as a part of the resource that can help us to uh, navigate adversity. And what I want to speak to you about how I believe like uh, healthy, dynamic, uh, encouraging relationships can help fuel us through these challenging times. And, and uh, just like speak for you, speak about the power of relationships as a resource uh, to help us to navigate these times. Was that a part of your experience in last year or any time in your life where uh, significant resources uh, through relationships have helped you uh, navigate tough times? Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that we are not meant to walk this journey alone. Uh, and that's not how we were created. We are not meant to walk as solely as individuals. We were meant to walk as for lack of a better word, a family. We were meant to walk through this journey together. And over this last year, I, you know, yes, I had several relationships end. I had several relationships that just stopped um, for various reasons. But then in the midst of all of it, there were other people that I knew and that I had that I hadn't heard from in a while. And it was one of those moments where you just kind of had to sit there and almost smile because it's like you were sitting in a moment where you were pretty discouraged at that moment in time because things were, like I said, it was like life was slammed in reverse and everything was going backwards. But then all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're just like really, you know, kind of wondering where am I going to go from here? What am I going to do? I'm really not sure about this. And all of a sudden you get a message from somebody that you haven't heard from a while. Say, hey, David, I was just thinking about you today. How are you doing? And all of a sudden you realize. Those are huge, aren't they? Those are huge. God, God tapped on that person's heart and said, hey, check in with David. Just see how he's doing. Go, go, go reach out to him. 
And that person ended up being a huge, huge source of encouragement, a huge source of just a person I could talk to, a person that would hear what happened, a person that would, that would understand me, that would, you know, help me figure things out because this is what so much of this journey was for me too. It's like, you get spun around, you know, you get, you get some knocks in life, you get some adversity in life and you get turned around and you're like, you know, maybe you lost a loved one that was super close to you. You're like, well, now what am I going to do now? Where am I going to go? And having those people in your life that will speak truth, that will speak love, that will care about you, that will check in on you and will say, hey, let's figure, help you figure some of these things out. Let's help you find your footing again so you can figure out what you're supposed to do next. And I had that. And that was such a, such a blessing. That was, and again, I, I'm convinced fully that God was tapping on people's hearts and saying, go, go check in with David and see how he's doing and go connect with him and and go do some things with him because it's time. And we have grown tremendously. And again, I had, like I said, I had one friend who challenged me because, you know, when you, when you have that adversity, there's times where you just want to feel sorry for yourself. (laughs) You just want to sit here and go, this is awful. And I deserve to feel sad because now you want people to join you in your pity party and not, and not, and not everybody does. Not everybody right. cooperates, right. do they? Exactly. Yeah. But then you have friends that care enough about you to say, Hey, I get it. And you're right. This was wrong. All the things that happened, they're not good. They're bad, but where are we going to do? Where are we going to go from here? What yeah. are we going to do now? How are we going to take the next step? How are we going to keep moving forward? And they just encourage you and, and they just, stand by you and it's like those are the people that you know are your real friends those yeah. are the people you know that are really there for you in your corner well i love that because it just means that um you know uh people will let us down but god can work through other people god through work through all kinds of circumstances and you know the uh i'm reminded of uh in the good to great thinking which i'm an advocate of one of the processes is to face the brutal facts and still move forward with faith there is a reality that happens when we are go through adversity and that reality can be very disorienting and uh one of the metaphors i like to use in the things i write and talk about is navigating adversity but i think people those healthy relationships can help us to reorientate towards what's really true. And sometimes we have to, you know, face our own uh, calling, as you said before, on our own, but we, we have people who love us and care for us genuinely. And with authenticity, it makes a world of difference. And sometimes we can, sometimes we can recognize that and sometimes we can't, you know, and sometimes we have to recircle back around to those relationships, which are really sustaining and help us to get through those things. So I'm really glad to, to hear you talk about that, David, and because it's real life. And I really appreciate your being so candid and forthright in our conversation today about real life stuff. And but I really like to be pragmatic and practical with my audience because I'm we're talking to people who are having a lot of experiences just like you and I have had. You know, I had COVID this year myself, and other people did this kind of thing. But talk a little bit about disciplines or habits or procedures or processes, and maybe this will get a little bit into what you teach in your in your courses and thinking, what are some of the habits that you do? Maybe it's a morning routine, maybe it's something else that you do to help you to, if you're off track to get back on track and then to stay on track with that persistence that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. I think one of the big things for me has always been, you have to first and foremost, you have to define your outcome. Like 
what is it that I really want here? What is it that I'm really trying to accomplish? You know, is it to work on my business? Is it to heal a relationship? Is it to, you know, be a better father to my children? Is it what, what's the outcome? What is it that you feel like this is what I'm supposed to do? You got to get that sorted in your head. You got to get that clear because so many times, otherwise what we're doing is just lots of action, And it's not focused on where we are really supposed to be focused on. So my first step is always, and this is from years of working with a man who was like a mentor and a life coach to me. He always started me right back here at this point, like, okay, so what's the outcome? What is it that you're trying to get to? What is the thing that you're trying to do? And sometimes you'll realize then that the action steps you're taking really aren't in line with the outcome that you're trying to achieve. You may be acting out of frustration. Well, and, and then that's where he would check me and say, okay, is that action actually going to move you towards your outcome? And then, no, it isn't. But it felt good in the moment to blow off the steam. Like, okay, mm-hmm. but is it really going to help you achieve it? No. But it's, so, it's still energy spent, but maybe energy spent going the wrong direction. It's energy spent going the wrong way. So then once you know that, okay, now I know what I'm trying to get to. Now I'm clear. This is truly the objective, you know, in trying to get there. Then you got to get on your calendar and you got to block time. You got to get on your calendar and say, okay, from this time to this time, I'm not taking calls. I am not going to be doing other things. I'm not going to get distracted. I am going to dedicate this time to this activity, which is going to further me going to the outcome that I feel like I'm supposed to achieve. And, And you have to have that. And you have to be working on whatever that thing is that's in your heart that you're supposed to do. You need to be taking steps daily. You need to be making action steps and not every day needs to be a home run. Not every day needs to be like I'm swinging for the fences and I'm going to get everything done today. No, it's this game is won by singles a lot more than it's won by home runs. Mm-hmm. It's about taking daily action steps, daily moving. And then all of a sudden you look six months down the road and you're like, wow, I've made a lot of progress. I've gotten a lot of things done, but it comes down to that discipline of a being really clear. And knowing like, this is what's important and this is what's not important. And if it's not part of my outcome that I know that I'm trying to get to because I feel in my heart that that's what I'm supposed to do, then I shouldn't have those things on the calendar. Those things shouldn't be showing up on all my schedules as doing those things because that's not fitting with where I'm supposed to be spending my time because time is that one resource that all of us have the same amount of. doesn't matter if you're old or young, rich or poor, we all get 24 hours a day. That's it. And we don't have any more. So we have to get really disciplined about how we spend that time. How are we investing that time? How are we putting energy into our day? And where is it focused? So that comes from taking control of your calendar. It comes from, and then from putting yourself saying, if I'm going to from nine o'clock to 11 o'clock, it's dedicated to this, this thing that I know that I need to do. It, you know, and it could even be this relationship that I need to work on to try and improve. I'm going to go and I'm going to go spend time with this person for two hours and I'm not going to take phone calls. I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm going to shut all that off. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to focus on this person and we are going to work on repairing or building our relationship in a way that I need to do, or if it's your business, then I'm going to focus. I'm going to shut off social media, shut off all distractions. And I'm going to work on writing something that I need to write. I'm going to work on creating something I need to create or doing recording a video, whatever it may be that you need to do. That's it. And then nothing can break that 
section of the calendar. If that's booked, that's booked. No one can come in and schedule over top of it. But where I think things fall too easily is we say, oh, today I'm going to work on this. And then somebody reaches out, hey, can I have a call with you? How can I do this? And then next thing you know, your afternoon just got filled up with all these extra things because you didn't book out your calendar. You didn't block it and say, nope, from this time to this time, I'm busy. I can't do it. It's going to have to be another time when I talk to you. And so you got to be disciplined and you got to be serious about it enough that it gets on the calendar and then you really focus on getting those things done. Awesome. Well, what I'm hearing you saying is just really have a real clarity about your vision and then to calendar, you know, really block things out and put them on a calendar and to then to focus and try to eliminate, not try, but do eliminate uh, distractions to get some stuff done, get some stuff done. And that'll help you grow. That'll help you grow, right? Which is really a key part of what you teach on your website, davidbranderhorse.com and how you help people. So you obviously have just a really moving and incredible story about how you have faced some, you know, really, to be honest with you, in the last year or so, you faced a number of the major life events that people go through. And here you are. And here you are still be able to contribute to the life of others, people who are either people want to make a pivot in their, in their life, maybe in their business, maybe in their life, maybe in other aspects to what you call to design, grow and launch an idea. And so let's talk a little bit about what you what you can teach and offer to people uh, through the things that you offer. And I particularly would be interested, David, to hear about maybe a person or persons that you've worked with where you've seen some uh, growth happen or some uh, transformation happen. Yeah, I mean, I what I've really been called to do, you know, what I believe in my life is, I, I'm one of these people that just loves business. I, I, I love business in its purest form. Now, when I, what I mean by that isn't like all the super high schemey ways of doing business, because there's a lot of people out there doing business unethically. They're just trying to dominate people. They're just trying to always just get money out of people's pockets. But to me, business at its essence is I create a product or service that solves a problem for you, that that helps you meet a need, that helps you do something that you couldn't do otherwise. And as a result, you know, I get compensated for that. And as a result, so I'm able to earn an income from it. And you are able to have your life improved and changed and, and transformed by the thing that I was able to do for you. And so it's this honest exchange of value that we're going through this process of like, I do something really valuable for me, for you, and you give me something in exchange for that value. And we're able to help make each other's lives better as a result. Like you're, 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 you may be struggling with getting through something or working on something and I help you get through it. I help you solve it. I help you figure out what you need to do. And so for me, it's always been about helping people build an online business, helping people get out there because I feel so many people out there have something in their heart that they feel like God has really called them to do. Like God has really called them to help people in, you know, like I have one lady that I've worked with who's, who helps people who women who have been abused, who have come out of abusive relationships because that was her story. And and she's done all these amazing things. Now she's, I've worked with her a number of times and she's become a dear friend of mine throughout the years. And she's now helping all sorts of women's battered shelters uh, where women are going because she was that woman. She was the one who her ex-husband was beating her and abusing her and all of these things. And she had to escape out of this terrible situation. And now she's being a light to so many other people, but through her business and resources and things that she can do. And she's donating 
extra things and she's giving things through as a result of all the stuff that she's been able to create. And she's helping all these people in desperate situations. Other clients that I've worked with are like helping people. How do I navigate the world of getting another job? Which right now in the time that we are in history, getting a job is a big thing because there have been so many people unemployed. So many people have had their careers cut out from underneath them. And she knows from the HR side, exactly how to teach you how to position all of your LinkedIn profiles, how to write your resume in a way to get noticed. And she's helping people after people, all these people being able to learn how to do this so so that you're not going through endless job applications and never being able to get interviewed and get a job. She She's telling you from the other side of the desk, this is what you need to do because this is what we're looking for as an HR person. So if she's making a huge difference in those people's lives. It, it, and there's just so many stories of things just like that. And that's where, you know, I get really excited because I help people really design their business. Like, how is it, how should I create this business? How should I really be able to pull together the ideas of how this business should work, how it should function? How am I going to serve the world with my business? How can I launch my products and services out into the world? And then how do I grow the business? So our coaching program is we call Design, Launch, Grow. Because to me, those are really the three essential steps of taking a business from idea stage to the point where you're actually impacting the world with whatever it is that God put in your heart to do. And so we, we coach people, we help people, we show them how to build all their stuff to get all their things out there so that they can reach people so their message can be heard effectively. And then it can have an impact and a difference in the lives of the people that they were called to serve. So the name of the program is Design, Launch, and Grow. You can find it all at davidbrandohorst.com. Uh, just an awesome to have a conversation with you here, David. I just, I just want to say to you, I love your heart, man. I love your heart. I can tell in some ways your heart's breaking, but I also know that you're, uh, you're, you're willing to process that and work through that and help other people do the same to move from whatever brokenness is there to to soar and to not only heal, but to uh, contribute and to make an impact, uh, you know, live out your dreams and make an impact on others. And I appreciate uh, you so much. Our, our guest today on Beyond Adversity has been David Brandehorst from davidbrandehorst.com. Such a privilege to talk to David Brandehorst, a business coach who can speak into your life and to be helpful to you. He blogs at davidbranderhorst.com and you can check out what he has to offer there. I hope that you heard some of the things that he gave. Some of the takeaways I would share with you today is to believe. You got to believe in what your calling is. You got to choose your calling and to believe it and define your outcome hope you heard how much that he loves business for the best that business can offer, which is to solve a problem and to serve people. But first, you got to believe in that. And when something bad happens, like a collapse of your business partnership or the death of the family or the COVID crisis, you have to persist regardless. And I hope you heard his phraseology that he used when he said that talked about I am your source, talking about his relationship with God and how that filled him up in order to serve other people. 
He has a great opportunity here to help you design and launch and grow your business, which you can check out at his website and help to become the person that God created you to be, David Brandehorst. Here at Beyond Adversity, we're all about helping you do just the same, to have fulfillment in your life, to have transformation, to overcome adverse conditions that happen to all of us, and to emerge in a better place, a place I like to call a place of peace, prosperity, and purpose. You can go to drbradmiller.com where we have lots and lots of back episodes of the podcast with great advice and transcripts and so on that can help you uh, to navigate adversity in your life and see other resources there at drbradmiller.com. We also have a free gift for you there. We're here to be helpful to you. So we're here, we come to you each week with a good word in your life to encourage you to help you overcome adversity by making a promise and keeping a promise and to yourself and to others and to survive, not only survive, but to thrive. So until next time, friends, this is Dr. Brad Miller. I just want to encourage you to make a promise and keep a promise because there's power in a promise kept.